think I would like America? I think you would love it. Do you think it would love me? Well, I know one part of it that already does. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two hat-hanging minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. We have no guests this week, but that's okay, because, you know, we're the hosts, and uh, we're super entertaining to listen to. You just subscribe for us, right? The guests are bonus material. Uh Um, (laughs) No one one here but us crickets for our guests. Yeah, right. Uh, today we're talking about minutes 84 to 86 of the Karate Kid Part 2. They begin with an invitation to America and end with Miyagi's terms and conditions. Uh, I hereby <laughs> give you a formal invitation to America on behalf of America. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, Kumiko, are you a robot? <laughs> Check here. How many how many traffic lights do you see? <laughs> Um, so yeah, we do pick up where we left off on Friday with, uh, Kumiko really sad about Daniel leaving. Um, but now he's trying to get her to come to the U S by enticing her with dance schools. Um, <laughs> which he, which he assumes, he assumes exist. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I doubt he's an expert. <laughs> well, it's like Ralph informed Daniel. You're like, yeah, there's dance schools. There's at least one in long Island that I went to. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how good it is. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and actually, uh, the original shooting script, said, uh, Kumiko says, there's lo- there are a lot of schools there. And Daniel responds with, you ever hear of anyone defecting to Russia to dance? <laughs> Which, I thought uh, they're uh, well known for their dancing. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> Has he ever heard of Barishnikov? Uh, <laughs> I guess, but then again, like, would anybody actually defect to Russia to dance? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, I, some of those dances you can only learn in Russia. Right, right. Those weird uh, flippy ones with the legs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah, the flippies. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I found some stats on dancing in the USA. Uh, I couldn't actually find a total of dance schools there, you know, because I don't, there's, there may be like an association that people join. Oh, some schools join, but you know, there's plenty of like private dance schools. I mean, I had one like right up the street from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, my sister went to it. It was, uh, Miss Olivia's school of ballet and Miss Olivia was, uh, or is actually, I think she's still alive. Uh, a very, um, uh, proper British woman. Uh, and her school was really cool. Cause it was like, we have like a suburban street, but for her school, there was actually something you, uh, like a, what is that called? Uh, like a canopy you could park your car under out front held up by two pillars. So it looked really classy. <laughs> she always had like a nice car, just like parked in front of her school, like her own car to kind of show it off. <laughs> um, so uh, I looked up stats for a career in dance in the U.S. Because I started thinking like, like, so what? Like, so if Kumiko, like, completely uproots herself and comes into the U.S., what, what's she in for? Mm-hmm. And I got these stats from RookieRoad.com, which uh, it's, it's a site that has all sorts of, like, you know, you're considering a job in this, in this department. You're just considering a job in that one. Um, and kind of gives you stats to go along with it. 
So uh, this is this is a tough one. I mean, I get what they're saying, but the way they word it, they say women heavily outweigh men in the dance workforce. Like, could you have worded that differently? <laughs> <laughs> a little insensitive. <insane. Wow. laughs> but uh, uh, nearly 80% of professional dancers in the U.S. are women. Um, and there are Must a little... make it easier for the male dancers. Unless there's just not demand for them. I guess. I guess not. I got some more stats here. Uh, there are a little over 15,000 professional dancers in the entire United States which doesn't seem like a lot. No. Uh, California is one of the top five states for dance jobs. Uh, the other four are New York, Texas, Nevada, and Hawaii. Um, the average salary for a dancer, a professional dancer, is 28000 a year. Oof. And get this. Women, yes, they heavily outweigh men <laughs> dancing, but... Women make an average of $25,000 a year. Men make an average of $42,000 a year. Uh, so uh, most professional dancers can't even make a living wage dancing alone. Um, they, uh, you know, da dancers will make like $16 an hour. Teachers of dance, $20 an hour. And, and choreo choreographers, $22 an hour. Um, 80% of top out. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, unless uh, you, you know, you're all of a sudden hired on Broadway or something, you know. 80% um, of dancers sustain an, a serious injury. 80%. 93% of teachers are former dancers who were injured <laughs> professionally dancing. Wow. Yeah. And most dancers will just retire in their mid 30s. So. The conclusion is you must really love dancing to want a career in it because otherwise it's like you're not going to be paid very well. You're probably going to get hurt and you're probably not going to be a dancer for very long. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I, know. It's like, I feel like Daniel should give a little bit more warning about. I mean, if he had the Internet, I suppose he'd have these stats. I'm yeah. surprised he doesn't know it. I mean, you know, he's already memorized half of the history of Okinawa. He mm. should be well versed in United States statistics. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kumiko, not too keen about leaving Okinawa. Uh, she says, uh, my home is here. And Daniel responds with, home is where you hang your hat. And, I was surprised uh, that she didn't, you know, she wasn't put off by that, huh? But I guess <laughs> that met that metaphor was clear enough. Yeah, she's like, I've, I have various hats I've been wearing throughout this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I <totally> understand it. <laughs> I actually tried to find the origin of that saying. Um, the internet keeps telling me that guitarist Leon Redbone was the first person to say this, but I'm sure it's just because uh, he, uh, well, it's it's from the time when we all used to wear hats. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, Leon was actually a Canadian singer who was often seen in a Panama hat. Uh, I don't know if that name sounds familiar to you. Leon Redbone? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. Uh, he had a very long career. I'm not going to go over it, but looking at his Wikipedia, i got to say his greatest accomplishment was singing the theme to Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably where I heard it. That very, like, uh, snuffly voice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you prefer? Home is where you ha hang your hat or home is where the heart is, which is the traditional mm -hmm. way of saying 
Like, uh, they're both corny. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, can I take neither? I, I yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like uh, home is where the heart is, and is more like oh you you know it's where your loved ones are. But what if you're not? You don't have loved ones. What if you're just like happy being then alone? You, then you use your hat. Yeah, yeah. This and also like I think home is where you hang your hat is you know indicative that maybe maybe it's somebody that you know doesn't exactly have a home or maybe yeah. maybe it's somebody that you know gets around a little bit <laughs> this is my home i just hung my hat here <laughs> transient squatters yeah. rights yeah yeah uh oh yeah so we have more from the original shooting script here uh which goes into daniel kind of riffing on that original conversation between miyagi and yukie that was also part of the original shooting script uh, because Kumiko goes, you know, my whole life is here. And Daniel says, well, you start a new one. And Kumiko says, it's not so easy. And Daniel yeah. says, the time to do it is when you're young. And that's when Kumiko is like, you sound like my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the script action says like, Daniel shrugs at the almost coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I just, just heard that. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for him to say she's the one who would have to uproot herself. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't stay here. My whole life is back in California, but you, you obvious. I mean, look at this. Come on. It's just like a couple <laughs> of shacks. Just, just get out of here. You guys I mean, don't even have Nintendos. Yeah. You have to go uh, to another town to a store window to watch TV. I mean, geez. Anyway, Kumiko <laughs> is uh, thinking about it. And um, I, I remember when I watched this originally, I thought maybe Kumiko would travel to the States in part three. Never. No. No, he has to have a new girl in every movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they continue talking, and I feel like Bill Conti really makes the score pretty sweet and romantic here. Mm -hmm. uh, we even get a little pan pipe. This, this track is called Take Me With You. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. Kumiko goes, uh, or no, sorry. Daniel says, "I think you'd love it." Kumiko says, "You think would love me?" And Daniel says, "I know one part of it that already does." Two things. That's yes. Very, that's very, very sudden and and forward. Like <laughs> he just declared love. Unless yeah. this, unless this roundabout way of saying it uh, doesn't count as declaring love, I don't know. And I then the other thing I is, love you. <laughs> And the other thing is, does he know how racist America is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Like you're well, I mean, she probably deals with American GIs, so maybe she gets that. And maybe that's the reason why she's a little uh, like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Man, the, the balls on American GIs to go to a foreign country and then do racist crap <laughs> like, yeah. to their face in their country. I don't know. Mm -hmm. oh, Hopefully that doesn't happen very much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was definitely thinking, like, uh, could somebody fall in love over three days? Like, is that possible? Yeah. Is that, like, a movie thing? That's the bigger issue. I was like, I don't know. You know what love is, Daniel? Uh, if he was Lou Graham, he would... Well, he is a foreigner, so mm -hmm. he would want to know what love is. <laughs> oh, no. She Walk into wants, that one. He wants Kumiko to show him. Uh <laughs> Anyway, I'm off to karaoke. See you later, guys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I, I actually asked the same question in my notes, but then I followed my follow up question was, could someone fall in love with Kumiko in the span of three days? <laughs> I know you could. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it is definitely weird, uh, even just talking about love. And then we you know we're two guys. We get it. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, there's the, there's the thing of just. Like, is it really love? You know, could it be like a like a a bit of a the the honeymoon period? Perhaps Daniel and Kumiko are in the honeymoon period. Oh, for sure. Uh, they haven't really gotten to know each other yet. Yeah. Um, once Daniel it, has his first temper tantrum, she's going to be completely <laughs> annoyed. That they barely know each other. He's just being a horn dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you think he's like, yeah, this will this will get me. Uh, <laughs> this will get me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sure he, he he means it in a sweet way, but yeah, it's too soon, Daniel. Too soon. <laughs> but according to the movie, Daniel and Kumiko are, are officially in love now, and they go for a kiss, but they're interrupted by a horn and some commotion. And I thought, um, I don't know if you remember it, but way back when we were talking about Glory of Love, they had the same kind of thing happen uh, originally uh, on the beach but it didn't really they i guess they kind of pushed the almost kiss to this part of the movie which makes more sense i suppose yeah um, later on but they do jog off holding hands Aw. Um. <laughs> anyway anything more about this that that part of the <laughs> movie <laughs> no <laughs> all right so we switch to a close up of a bulldozer just slowly rolling through these villagers crops and then right into like this old stone wall. I don't know, but maybe that's a well, but it like, taps it looks like it. a retaining wall. Yeah. Okay. It looks it taps like it and just falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yep. And, uh, Sato and chosen are looking on smiling. Like, I think this is the first time we've seen Sato smile, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's sure happy about this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Miyagi runs up to Sato and, uh, they speak English to each other. They speak English to each other <laughs> as you do. <laughs> um, as you do in Okinawa when there's no, uh, uh Americans around. <laughs> right. Right. Like I can sense Danielson is coming, <laughs> coming up behind me. I better, better translate. Yeah. But yeah, Sato is not big on giving people notice. He's just, he's sold the land. Uh, he says, um, back to the original shooting script. This is what was originally supposed to happen. Uh, not Sato and Chosen, but the U.S. Army actually rolls in, and Miyagi, yeah, Miyagi like confronts a uh, like this guy that just like jumps out and starts surveying the land, and, like setting up a tripod, and he's like, "What are you surveying for?" And the officer's like, "Oh, we're extending the airstrip." And Miyagi says, "This is private land." And the officer says, not anymore, it isn't. And that's when, like, Sato and Chosen kind of step through the crowd and are like, hey. <laughs> so there was no tearing up of... No. no. But it was just like, uh, abruptly, the army rolls in, like, yeah, we're extending the airstrip starting today. <laughs> it's more effective this way, though I hate to see it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But it does make sense. I mean, the airstrip is right there. And, and the yeah. Katina Air Base seems to be right on the outskirts of Tomy Village. Uh, I think parts of Tomy Village have already been sold to Katina. Probably. Yeah. 
Uh, Miyagi asked Sato why, and Sato pretty much is like, duh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Miyagi says, you're going to destroy the village? And Sato's like, nope, you are. Um, so, yeah, these two, Miyagi and Daniel, have been a real train wreck here. Like, mm-hmm. first, Daniel ruins the vegetable economy. <laughs> And then Miyagi just being there is angering Sato so much that he is just, you know, sending his thugs in. He's now he's tearing up the village, ruining uh, the the crops, uh, potentially destroying the entire village, all because Miyagi's here to visit. Uh, so petty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you look around, I mean, they got all 50 of those Okinawan extras out for this scene. Like there, there's a ton of people in the. I mean. We see, of course, Daniel and Kumiko run up in the background. But we also, if you look, you can see uh, Ichiru and Yukie uh, standing together. And Yukie is holding uh, Yuna the bell ringer, who we haven't yeah, even met. I, I did notice her. I was looking at all the extras, wondering if any of them ever maxed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, hey, it's Bell Girl. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, this is it. This is the, uh, this is the moment that... Uh, breaks Miyagi, the whole idea that, like, nope, you're ruining the village. You're destroying the village. It's not me. And uh, I just, Pat Maria, so, like, the anger in his eyes. It looks like he's so angry he's about to cry. Like, he's just so frustrated. Yeah. Um, so that's when Miyagi turns away, and uh, uh, and he's just like, he's got no other choice, but he's not going to look at him when he says it. He's like, you win, I fight you. Um, but yeah, again, it's just, uh, he's tearing up. He's not going to let, uh, Sato have the satisfaction of seeing those tears though, I think. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Sato is having, living his best life. Uh, like finally, <laughs> finally it's going to happen. He's very happy. Yeah. Did you want to see this fight? <sighs> I was dying for. I really wanted to. I still want to. I want to. I want to discover that there was some sort of like shelved, uh, deleted scenes that we <laughs> haven't seen yet. Um, or that, there is a. That they just fought for fun, like uh, uh, just to see who's best, like afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like uh, what is that? The end of uh, Rocky something. Rocky three, I think. Yeah. Rocky three, uh, where uh, Apollo and Rocky spar. Yeah, Daniel, end. Daniel and. Uh, Johnny, we're going to do it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There is a, uh, you know, uh, right around the time we recorded this, there was an announcement of a 4K uh, Karate Kid box set, one, two, and three. They're ignoring oh. four. <laughs> and uh, apparently there's some extra deleted scenes that are going to be on there that they haven't released. And oh, nice. I think it's just for one, but maybe there's... Uh, some for number two, but yeah, the sequels always get get uh the short, short sh- shrift. Yeah, <laughs> uh, short on, uh, what? <laughs> short, short shrift? Is it that? Yep, that's it. That's um, it. On uh, special features and stuff. Yeah, uh, I cannot wait to cover Karate Kid three and four, where it uh, there there doesn't seem to be any evidence of those movies being made. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cursory glance, but you know, maybe maybe I'll find more when I actually start researching. Yeah. Um. 
So, yeah, Miyagi turns back to him and gives him his uh, condition. He says, no matter who wins, he's going to have to hand Tomi Village back to the people uh, forever. And that's when Sato starts laughing. He's, now he's turning away because it's like, I feel like he's now like, I'm not going to let him see my face. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to let him see me sweat, you know? I have a bad poker face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, man, it's like Miyagi is incensed. Uh, you know, speaking of Rocky, I, I think he feels... He's got Sato on the ropes right now, like, uh, and, uh, you know, Miyagi also is like, you know, if I'm going to have to do this, if I'm going to have to just betray my principles, it's going to be for a noble cause, not just to stop this now, but to stop it forever, really. Yeah. So, I, I love that just he gets assume, stopped. Just assume that he won't go back in his word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miyagi on the phone to Sato <laughs> part three. I thought you said... <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love that he hits uh, Sato in the weak spot in his primary target, which is a uh, small, pe- small price to pay for your honor. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's this village even worth, you know, compared to finally getting a chance to uh, beat Miyagi senseless for everybody to see. <laughs> <laughs> you think Miyagi would have like just stood there and taken it or would he have actually fought? Oh, boy. I don't know. He's pretty angry. I don't know. I would expect him to be like, all right. (laughs) But then again, if he does beat Sato into submission, well, I don't know. I would think that he would first have to be like, all right, let me see those papers that say (laughs) whoever wins this fight. Tell me you got to see the paperwork first, because if I was Miyagi, I'd be worried that if I did beat Sato, Sato, he would go back on his word out of anger, you know, just to really like he oh sato not known for being pe- petty at all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's all i have for this you got anything else nope all right well time to go hang up our hats and our microphones uh we'll be back on wednesday but uh folks listening please send feedback to karate kid minute at gmail.com love your emails um Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, our Facebook group. Just look for Karate Kid Minute. You'll find us. And if you got a minute, give us a nice rating review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show. If you're not, that's what our email is for, karatekidminute.com. And until next time. I'm getting a phone call. (laughs) Oh, seriously, I'm getting a phone call. (laughs) Be right back. All right. (laughs) 